Hello and welcome to the second episode of Rants and Reflections with Nika V. I am your host, Nika. Um, and I'm a little late today. I have a lot on my mind and I was trying to put it all together so that um, it would make a little bit of sense, <clears throat> if that makes sense. Um, today's topic is loss and Herschel Walker. Um, and loss is the thing I think that everyone can identify with because at some point you've lost something or someone that meant the world to you. I think in this last couple of weeks, um, everybody's been doing a lot of reflection on life, the decisions we make and how those decisions can lead to um, unreversible consequences or is it irreversible I think the word is actually irreversible consequences um last week I did talk about the loss of takeoff and I just want to say once again rest in peace young man um his family laid him to rest on Friday and I do think it's pretty um awesome that and I say I'm a lot so my apologies for that but I do think it's pretty awesome that his family uh laid him to rest in grand style there was fanfare, but there was not a whole lot of paparazzi. Uh, shame on those of you individuals who took cameras uh, into the arena after the family asked you not to. Um, but, you know, that's something that, you know, we do. People, you know, one thing I learned when Peyton passed away is that uh, people always feel like the family owes them something whenever there is a loss or a death of someone with a little bit of stature. No, Peyton was not famous. I mean, he was soccer famous, you know, but he was not a famous person. But um, I feel like whenever you, you know, people lose someone, there's always the um, interlopers, I would call them, um, that want more of an explanation than sometimes even the family can give, is able to give, wants to give, um, I think the fact that they shared him with Atlanta in that homegoing service really should have been enough. It's sad that um, we couldn't honor their last request for their son. You know, I think that was just kind of crappy. <clears throat> but um, loss is just... It's that thing that everybody goes through that comes with no rhyme or reason. And this morning I was reminded of how loss and the grief that comes with that, it stays with you and it forever alters you. Um, last Sunday, just as I finished my podcast, <clears throat> I got a text from my aunt Edith, um, who lost her husband, uncle Tony, uh, a few months back and she wanted everybody to wear navy blue today. And I am wearing my navy blue, um, cause today is his first birthday in heaven. So I kind of logged on to Facebook cause I wanted to see some of the pictures of family that I knew would be at church. But instead of seeing that, I saw a post of 
a young lady who lost her father 10 years ago today. And while you could tell that her emotions are not as raw as they once were, you could still tell <clears throat> that that pain is still just so sharp. Um, and people always ask me, like, how do you do it? You're so strong. Man, nobody wants to hear that. I'm not strong. Like, I just, I, you, you, you do it because you have no choice. Because there are other people that are dependent upon you to do whatever that is, you know? Um, I think, and I know nobody didn't mean any disrespect or anything of that sort. So please don't take it in that sense. But I felt when people would say that to me, and people still say it to me, it's almost like a slap in the face, you know? Um, because what choice do we really have when we're dealing with the loss of someone that we love? You can either wallow in your, in your sorrows or you can move forward. And the moving forward is different for each of us, how we move forward. I have a wonderful friend, and we will be interviewing her. She lost her mother to breast cancer. And last night, they had the Destination Cure Fashion Show. So she moved forward by um, bringing awareness to, you know, breast cancer. And everybody's like, she doesn't need to bring awareness to that. Yes, she does. Because the disparities among black women and their death rates are, are pretty high. Um, women of color in general. And so I do applaud Kim. Shout out to you. Um, for how she has dealt with her loss. Um, and I have another friend, we'll be interviewing her because she's an inspiring writer. And she and I have shared uh, several losses. And I think, you know, some of those losses, they were closer to her than they were to me. Some of them were closer to me than they were to her. But I think... Um, in our journey of friendship, I think we can both look at how those loss, losses altered um, us. You know, loss <clears throat> alters your ability. It cripples you. Sometimes at the least expecting moment. Um, I will be in one of these episodes going into detail about the loss of Peyton. Um, I do need to sit down with his brothers before I do have that conversation with the world because it does affect them. But, you know, a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, reminded me that, you know, talking about what happened with Peyton could save a life, and we have, over the years, done several things to help save lives. So, you know, it kind of stuck, you know, struck a chord with me because that is important to me and it would be important to him as well um so to those of you that are out there struggling with how to handle the loss of someone that you felt like you could not live without the one piece of advice I give to everyone who asks me is you got to sit in it <clears throat> you know there are people who are going to tell you, you got to move on you gotta move on you know they wouldn't want you to but you you don't you don't know that you know I would assume that 
they probably don't want you to wallow in sadness, but I speaking selfishly, not being funny at all. Like I think I would kind of feel some type of way. I'm up in the sky with the Lord and I look down and everybody's just, you know, like moving on. Like I was never there. Um, so I, I, I don't believe that we should tell people how to react and handle their their sadness. I feel like that's emotional blackmail when we tell them that so-and-so wouldn't want them to grieve that way. You don't know how so-and-so would feel, you know? Grief is a necessary process to get over the hump of loss. The, the wallowing is a necessary process. You have to allow yourself to sit in that grief. You have to allow yourself to stew in it. And I feel like that's probably why, you know, <clears throat> when when children pass, it's probably um, why parents, a lot of relationships don't make it because one person wants to move on and one person wants to sit in it. You know, you can't carry a child for nine months, feed them, birth them, clothe them, watch them grow, have hopes and dreams. And then one day, you know, you wake up and life as you knew it is completely over. And then because they are now in the ground, because the funeral is over, you just move on. Like who, what type of sicko does that, you know? Um, and the same thing when a person loses a parent, you know, your, your mom, your dad, they're the people that you you count on from the moment, you know, your mom, you count on her from the moment of conception, but your dad, especially if you're a daddy's girl, man, you know, shh, that dude hung the moon and the stars and then he passes and people think that, you know, oh, it could be worse. I mean, what's worse is irrelevant and it's also relative because at that moment in time, a person is dealing with losing someone that they truly feel like they cannot live without. And the truth of the matter is you pretty much much don't live the same without that person. Um, for me, my priority shifted. You know, my thoughts shifted. What was important shifted. What, you know, things I felt like I needed shifted and I truly can honestly say without a shadow of a doubt I am not the person that I was the day before um, and I can honestly say that probably with each instance of just sheer grief I experienced you know um it, it changes you, but the closer that person is to you, the deeper the, the, the deeper the cut, the deeper the punch to the gut. Um, and the harder it is to find your way back. And some people do not find their way back. Um, so I do want to go back and say, when I say wallow in it, I mean, you have to get through it. You have to get, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling, you know, there are days I'm going to be honest with you. I hate a bright, beautiful Sunday. And because the day my son passed, it was a, an absolutely beautiful day. And so, and it was a Sunday. And so beautiful Sunday mornings, I, I freaking hate them. Um, and that's, the, that's that, I hate them. And, you know, one day, I won't, I'm sure. 
but right now I do I love a good rainy Sunday morning uh And I don't, I can't really say why, like the rain, rain gives me time to think. Rain gives me uh, hope, you know, it's the washing of way of the old and in with the new. But a beautiful Sunday morning is just too much of a reminder of that day. And so, I allow myself on those Sunday mornings when I wake up and I don't want to do, I want to look at pictures and I want to think about my baby and I want to cry. I allow myself to freaking cry. Um, I used to hide my tears because I didn't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. I didn't want to put somebody else in a mood that they didn't want to be in um and then as people would come to me for grief advice that's the one thing I would tell them to do is don't hide what you feel you gotta you know feel what you feel because the truth of the matter is if we don't feel what we feel today it's going to come back to us tomorrow and that tomorrow could be like actually tomorrow it could be a six months from now tomorrow it could be a year tomorrow but we gotta feel it because the truth of the matter is that person is gone and your life has changed and you have to deal with that change. You can't bottle that up and hide it because the minute, the minute you, you think, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. You're not because at some point your brain is going to remember that happened. That thing happened. And you're going to, you're going to, you, you you're going to feel it. So don't run from. The best advice I can give anyone suffering through losses, don't run from that grief. Don't run from that hurt because it's sooner or later it's going to catch up with you. And there's going to be that dummy <laughs> that's going to say, oh, that was a long time ago. Okay, it was a long time ago, but I never dealt with it a long time ago. Um, you know, the new word, the new catchphrase, um, the buzzword is trauma. And I feel like a lot of the quote unquote trauma we see people dealing with today, well, we know it's, it's, it's trauma that they haven't dealt with in the past. And so when you're dealing with your loss, um, your losses, because some of us have lost multiple people in a very short span of time, when you're dealing with those losses, know that it's just like unhandled trauma one way or the other, you're going to have to deal with it. Listen, if this was Marvel Multiverse, we could go back and bring them back, but we cannot trust me. I have prayed. I have asked God. I have begged. I have made all kinds of deals like bring them back. I promise you, God, I will do this. But, you know, here it is. We sit eight years, almost eight and a half years later, and there has not been a deal I've made yet that has made them come back. So that allows me to know that if God could bring him back to me, he would. I believe that. Um. So with that said... Um, you know, had to get about the business of dealing, dealing and healing. And, and I don't think you'll ever truly get over it. So if you're looking to get over it, I would ask you to stop. It's not one day. It's not, it's not going to sting as bad. You will not, 
you know, you will not always walk around on the verge of tears. Um, and the deeper, you know, the deeper the connection, the deeper the loss, you know, the mourning period varies for everybody. And I can promise you, you will not always walk around on the verge of tears. However, there will be days it'll be just like that day. Man, um, what's that boy's name? Sam Smith, Stay With Me, comes on the radio. And I promise you, I am worthless <laughs> to this very day. And, and um, just that's the song that played as uh, my son left me for the last time from our home the last time. And I hear that song and I dissolve. And there are days when I wish I did not. But then I say to myself, had I not loved him so hard, I would not. You know, I'm grateful for the love that, you know, that we had. So that's the other part of loss, too. You know, like you hate the hurt, you hate the pain. But but that love, man, you know, the love that you have for that individual, it sticks with you. It stays with you and it's not going anywhere. And there will be days when you will have signs. And there will be days when the slightest little thing will like you will burst into fits of laughter because, you know, there's memories because there are, you know, there are, there are great memories, lots of great memories. And, you know, when we talk more about Peyton, I can tell y'all, you know, some of those and some of them are not necessarily, um, <laughs> there are some great memories there, man. Um, and those are the things that I hold on to. Um, so for those of you who think I'm strong, I'm not, you know, I just, I do it with the grace of God. I do it with prayer, I, prayer, I do it with meditation and I have a very, very strong, strong, um, praying family. I come from a long line of strong women and I'm so thankful for them because they are probably the reason why I'm here, you know, them and my faith in God. Um, so if you're dealing with loss today, if, if you woke up this morning heartbroken, if you woke up this morning in tears, know that one day, you know, I will say this too shall pass. You will always love them. You will always miss them. You will always want them to come back. However, however, you're going to look back on some days and you're going to smile so hard, man, and and you're going to remember how much you were loved by that person. And you'll realize it's going to be okay. Like they're not here physically, but they're here. And they got you. You know what I mean? Um, that's all I have to say about that. And I know y'all probably think I'm crazy because you see the title of this podcast is Lawson Herschel Walker. Um, and man, like... It's not even about Republican versus Democrat. It's not. It's about just what in the heck? Like, he lies on cue. He, like, nothing we hear about him is true. Like, the kid then went off on him. You know, he's super conservative. Um, I've talked to a people, few people who knew him from back in the day in his football days, and they're like, oh, he's always kind of been, like, uppity. Um so I kind of hate um, 
that he's the person who the Republican Party, and I do feel like, just I don't want to offend anybody when I say this, but I do kind of feel like I cannot stand, and I don't I don't like it on either side. I cannot stand when um, people go get like the lone black guy, like the Herschel Walkers and the Candace Owens, and, you know, kind of tell me as a black woman that this is how I should think. Um, but same thing, same thing, you know, with the other way. I hate when, you know, um, you know, get on Facebook and then all the black people share the white guy who tells white people how they should think. I mean, people should think how they want to think. Um, but Herschel Walker, I mean, other than the fact that he threw a football pretty good. I mean, why do we, why, why, like, why, why would anybody vote for him? He's Republican. I mean, he don't, he doesn't seem very trustworthy. Um, like he's not even a good liar. So it just confuse like him that 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 it just confuses me um and I know it's completely off topic but he's just been on my mind ever since the runoff with uh was announced with Warnock because I don't live in Georgia so I don't know a whole lot about them I don't know I don't know nothing about them I know Warnock is a preacher who happens to be a democrat and I know that Herschel Walker has a lot of baby mamas <laughs> And he happens to be a Republican. Um, and he's obviously paid for an abortion um, that he lied about. And he lied grandly because he literally said he doesn't know the woman who he gave the check to. And then come to find out they have a baby together. So he's not even like a good liar. Because, I mean, if I was his strategist, I would have told him to say like that was a child support check. But he probably was denying the baby, too, because, you know, he did that as well. So, again, I just want to know, like, what is the interest in the dude? The fact that he used to play football? Because that doesn't make a great politician. Um, he's, like, he's dishonest, and he's not even smartly dishonest. And if y'all can hear my dog running in the background, my apologies. He's doing the most right now. Um, but he's not even smartly dishonest. So, you know, for if there's anybody in Georgia who listens or anybody who knows anybody in Georgia who will listen to this, man, um, like, I think you'd be better off going to the corner and finding somebody else who could do better than him. Because at the end of the day, I think we need to get away from this Republican versus Democrat crap and start looking at the candidate. What does this person have to offer? You know? I think, you know, Warnock probably because he's a Democrat, which in someone's head means he's for killing babies. Because actually somebody did say that to me. A good friend of mine said that to me. Um, I don't think people realize that being pro-abortion does not mean. Uh, and I don't really think there's anybody that's pro-abortion. So let me stop saying that. I think they're pro-choice. Like pro-let me mind my damn business. You know, um, I've often said I don't have a heaven or hell to put anyone in. So I'm not going to tell anybody how to live their life. I'm going to do I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to live my life to the best of my abilities. Um, I will repent and I will try not to hurt people just because I can. Those are the things I live by. Um, and I think maybe, you know, maybe when we're looking at our politicians, these are the people that we should be looking for. Because, man, Herschel Walker, whew, like our standards are are ridiculously low when that's the that's the face of that's the face of the guy who could be the preacher you know 
And the only reason why we want them to beat the preacher is because the preacher is Democrat. Like, that's literally the only reason why we want him to beat the preacher. Man, that's dumb. Um, so, yeah, we need to fix that. We really need to fix that. It's enough of the stupidity. It's enough of the dumb people in office. It's enough of the foolishness in office just because, you know, the red and the blue. You know, uh, when are we going to literally look at what's right? Um and vote along that way you know vote because there's no way I know that he says he's anti-abortion but he's also anti-pulling out obviously because he has all these like random kids so that's not the Republican way either so I I just beg of you guys Democrat Republican Independent Green Party Yellow Party Purple Party like, just pick people with some damn sense. Somebody who stands for something other than I want to be in office. Because um, that's just a hot mess. I don't get it. I don't think I want to get it. I know I don't want to get it. We need to make better choices. You know, everybody's always telling the rappers <laughs> they need to make better choices. Well, shit. These these uh, political party representatives, these PACs, y'all need to make better choices too because that was just dumb. Um, I don't know. That's just dumb. That is just dumb. My final words for today. is my final word for today is love those that love you more importantly love the life that you live and if there's anything about your life that you feel like needs to be changed that you want to change then change it change it like I said last last week if not if not now then when Make a change and stick to it. Put a plan in place. Get on the money. Get started. All it takes is the first start. Once you start first, the rest is yours. The rest is history. Make the start. Love, love what you have. But whatever changes you need to make, start making them. You've got this. And as you guys know, it's Sip Something Sunday, and I'm sipping the same thing I sipped last week, which is the white grape uh, Ciroc with the white grape Welch's. And I have a name for it. It's called White Cloud. And the reason why I call it White Cloud is because it simply just tastes like grape juice. Like, it tastes like grape juice with a little buzz. I absolutely love it. So you guys try it out, um, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye.